Welcome into the Monday podcast here at the Paul Farrington Show. Just finished up watching the Jake Paul-Tyron Woodley split decision victory for Jake Paul. Luckily, I was able to watch the entire fight while being on a Zoom record with Colin Coward. And it's funny because Colin's a big Jake Paul fan, and he just flew in from Chicago, got in real late, had to do this recording. He couldn't watch the fight, but he instructed me to give him updates. So when the recording finally ended, Colin's saying, well, who won? Who won? What happened? I give him the whole rundown. So I actually wind up turning my laptop around and showing them the final few moments when the winners announced live over Zoom. And of course, everyone found it quite entertaining when Jake Paul was announced the winner. But as for the fight itself, Jake Paul clearly deserved the victory. Throughout the entire fight, he was the more aggressive fighter. He may not have had the biggest punch of the fight. That belonged to Tyron Woodley. But Jake Paul just threw more punches. That, to me, is what decided the fight. In fact, I was pretty surprised from the judges' scorecards. 77-75 Paul, 77-75 Woodley, and 78-74 Paul. Phil Rogers had the final five rounds of the fight belonging to Woodley, where if you watch the fight, that just wasn't the case. Tyron Woodley was reserved. He was hesitant to throw punches. He was backing Paul down the entire time, but he didn't throw anything. And then Dana DiPaolo giving round 10 to Jake Paul. Well, did you watch the fight? At the end, Woodley was going for the knockout. Paul was just trying not to get knocked out. How can you give round 10 to Paul when he really wasn't doing much in that final round? So naturally, with these bizarre discrepancies in the judges' scorecards and 58% of Twitter saying they believed Woodley won the fight, and let's just make that clear. That's probably because people don't like Jake Paul. But this is leading to people saying, oh, the fight was rigged. Jake Paul had to win. Absolutely not. Do we really think Tyron Woodley would do that? There's too much pride there. We all saw the post-fight interview. We saw how angry he was with the judging. Sure, it would be a big payday, but Tyron Woodley wants to win. So no, this fight wasn't rigged. Jake Paul wound up winning. And he actually fought well. But again, as I said in another podcast, the value that Jake Paul brings to boxing doesn't come from his skill. It comes from his marketing. It comes from the entertainment factor. That was going on throughout the fight. We saw the trash talking. We saw the celebratory moves from both fighters. And then the post-fight interview, all of a sudden, there's a handshake agreement for a rematch, assuming Tyron Woodley gets the tattoo saying, I love Jake Paul on his leg. So the entertainment factor is there. People are talking about boxing tonight. That's where the Paul brothers are good for the sport. On a night without any big-time college football or NFL scheduling, boxing owned the night. And that was done on purpose. In fact, all of this has been on purpose from the Paul brothers, from the dates picked to the opponents picked. Look back at who Jake Paul has fought. He starts off from fighting a YouTuber. I'm going to completely botch his name here. But the first YouTuber he fights is Deji Olatunji. He beats him. Next, you move on to Nate Robinson. Not a real fighter, a former NBA player. But again, he wins. So his confidence is growing as a fighter. His skills are developing. Then you move on to Ben Askren, a former UFC star. So now Paul's creeping into the world of actual fighting. And then there's Tyron Woodley tonight, another former UFC star, but someone who's getting older, who hasn't won a fight in his last four matches. And frankly, in those fights, he hasn't thrown enough punches. And that's exactly what we saw in this fight. So Jake Paul has slowly moved up the chain in terms of the skill level of his opponents. And now he finds himself in a rare position that few fighters are able to find themselves in when it comes to pay-per-view fights and the potential paydays he could have. Tommy Fury, after winning his undercard fight, proceeded to call out Jake Paul. Tommy Fury was someone who was on Jake Paul's hit list on that Instagram post a couple weeks ago. During the fight, Nate Diaz, another name on that list, tweeting, both these guys suck. So Jake Paul's going to have a few fighters to pick between. Whether he goes with a Woodley rematch, he goes the route of Tommy Fury and fights an actual boxer, which would be potentially his biggest test, 
or goes to Nate Diaz, who would probably bring the biggest pay-per-view of the three of them, but that's another UFC fighter. See, at the moment, Jake Paul completely controls the narrative because whoever he decides to fight is going to be offered a payday that likely can't be matched by many, if not any, other opponent. And it'll be exciting whoever he fights next. People are going to want to watch this. Who else in boxing do you want to watch right now? Here's a challenge for the listeners. Can you think of five active boxers right now? And I'm going to take out the names Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, and the Paul brothers. Think of five boxers. And then when you realize you can't do that, think of what captured the sports world tonight. Boxing with the Paul brothers. You can't even name five professional boxers, yet still you are captivated and entertained by the Jake Paul fight tonight. Sure, you may not have watched it and you might hate Jake Paul, but you knew he won the fight. You found out about the results. That's why he's good for the sport, and that's why you're going to pay attention to and be entertained when he picks his next opponent.